Welcome to Laces Out, an NFL podcast that goes over everything football. Here to talk all things football is your host Suhaib. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of this show. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Laces Out. I am your host, Sohaib, and today I am joined with my close friend again, Amin. Amin, how are you doing today? Doing great. Ready to get this money, bro. Let's do it. Why Why are you like this, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have a normal, like, I want to right, have I'm, a I'm, I'm good. How are you? Just like, now let me be, like, cringy and it's stuff. not fun. That's not fun. You're not fun. It's not fun. Anyways, you know, without Amin ruining the fun, I had... Or I have an exciting show lined up for you guys. If I mean ruins it, blame I mean. But I have an exciting show lined up for you guys. Last week we did um, an AFC. I'm gonna get this word right. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? What are we doing? <laughs> AFC. Uh, yes, there we go. That's the <laughs> word. <laughs> Except this week we're doing an NFC. Um, yeah, that that thing. But um, basically, we'll just be doing an NFC season preview, similar to what we did last episode. Check that out, by the way. You know, AFC. I mean, kind of bash me for it. Check out my take and let me know what you guys think. Anyways, you know, but yeah, it's just going to be the same old, same old, you know, NFC divisional superlatives around the NFL. You know, we'll, we'll have a few preseason thoughts to go over. A fairly simple episode. Um, let's get right into it. But before we begin, I just wanted to remind everyone that we are an NFL podcast that, you know, goes over everything football. We're available on the all major podcast platforms such as Apple Podcast. Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, I think it's called. Yeah, we were just uh, made available on that. So check us out on there at Laces Out. We are also available on Twitter at Laces Out Pod NFL. It's kind of a long username, but, you know, apparently someone has Laces Out already. But, you know, we ball. <laughs> Anyways, let's move into the episode. Let's start off with the first segment around the NFL segment. Deshaun Watson. We got official news. Oh, um on the Deshaun Watson situation, he is officially suspended for 11 games. You know, he, other things, he is also fined 5 million. Ironically enough, he will make his return week 13 against the Texans at Houston, which is kind of, you know, a funny, a funny game to return to. And Kevin Stefanski announced he will not be playing any more preseason games. So we will not be seeing Deshaun Watson until December 4th at Houston. I mean, what are your thoughts on this ruling on Deshaun Watson? So, yeah, once Goodell, like, kind of passed it off to a different supervisor, you expected the suspension to be longer and more fine. So, it still it makes sense, I guess. Got to suspend him more. But, at, again, like I said last time, no suspension is going to be enough. Like, it doesn't matter what game you make it. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to satisfy everyone. Some people are going to want him to suspend it for a year. Some people want him banned from the NFL. Some people are saying, you know, he shouldn't be suspended as much. You're just not going to satisfy everyone. And I feel like me personally, if he suspended him for a year, would have seemed like, you know, a bit biased. Like from the NFL point of view, if you get what I mean. It's like, um, how would I put this? I don't like, once the NFL took control of the decision, it would have been bad if they suspended him for a year, if you get what I'm trying to say. So I think 11, 11 games is the official ruling. There's nothing we can do about it. He will be back week 13 against the Houston Texans. 
Let's move on to the next set of news. Derwin James has signed a record-breaking a record-breaking contract extension with the Los Angeles Chargers. Details on the contract: a four-year, seventy-six point five million dollar deal, forty-two million guaranteed. He will make twenty-nine million dollars year one, which is a record for such contract. He has the highest-paid safety in NFL history. I mean, you've seen this notification: Derwin James finally extended by the Los Angeles Chargers. What were your thoughts? I thought, wow, that's a lot of money. But at the same time, it's definitely well-deserved. He's a playmaker for them all over the field. He's run support, pass coverage, all that. And as long as he stays healthy, he'll he'll live up to the deal, and the Chargers should be a good team with him. You know, I'm going to play devil's advocate in this case. I think this is an overpay. I think this is a deal the Chargers shouldn't have made. That's just me personally because, you know, Derwin James, we all know his injury history. Sure, he, you know, played – you know, he was fairly healthy last year. If I'm not mistaken, he missed the game like a few games last year. I have no idea, honestly. I'm not. I'm not really sure. However, he still has injury concerns. I cannot rely on him being, you know, uh, like especially at the price you paid him at. I can't. I don't rely. I mean, if I'm a Chargers, I don't. If I'm a Chargers fan, I wouldn't be like completely, you know, feeling safe. If you get what I mean. However, it's just yeah. I feel like this is just too much money for a guy that hasn't played a full season and you know ever since he's entered the league sure he's a really good safety however you know double check on i'm gonna double check on that later on but i don't think he's played a full season ever since he's entered the league however yeah he's a good don't get me wrong he's a great player he's one of the top safeties in the game i feel like his game fell off a bit from where he was last season that could be attributed to him missing out the entire season the year before that just me personally, I wouldn't have given up given him that much guaranteed, especially when you're about to pay Justin Herbert a record breaking contract very soon. And, you know, you're paying a lot of guys a lot of money. You know, now it may not seem like nothing, but down the line, I feel like this is something the Chargers are gonna regret. Is that something that's, you know, overreacting? Or, you know, is hey, there I get, like I get some fairness? Point. I get your point, but at the same time, it's only when you look at it four years, forty two million guaranteed. So it's only $10 million you're guaranteed. So if he stays healthy, then it's a great deal. But if not, they still have some insurance for it of sorts. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. You know, $29 million is going in year one. So you could say, like, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. You know, $29 million of the $42 million guaranteed comes off year one. I don't even know how NFL salary cap works. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. That's just like a completely, you know, completely different topic we can like talk for like multiple shows on the salary cap however you know back to the situation the Duran james thing you know there are definitely two two reasoning uh two like sides to this i'm more on the side of like this is an overpay i feel like he has to like you get like he has to prove a little bit more like for in order for him to like make like here's this contract I want to like point out though, I still think he's a wonderful player. He's amongst the top safeties in the game. You know, he's still a really good safety. However, I just feel like that's too much guaranteed money, especially when you're paying a guy like Herbert. You know, most likely you're going to be paying him over 50 million. He's going to take a good chunk of your salary cap. And, you know, that's going to, that's going to lead to some problems down the line. That's just me personally. The one question this does arise though, what does this mean for Jesse Bates? Let me, let's hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I think the Bengals, they're a notoriously cheap organization, so I don't think <laughs> they paid Jesse Bates a safety 20 mil plus, which is like well, yeah. demand. So there's no way. I think he's getting traded sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, if, I, if I'm Cincinnati fans, this is like the worst case possible, you know, the worst yep. case scenario yep. happening, you know. Jesse Bates is for sure going to command 20 mil. Is he better than Derwin James? Probably not. But as a player, you know, he's going to want to be paid as a highest paid safety. He had a good year last year, led the Bengals defense, you know, led them to a really good season, led them to the Super Bowl on the defensive side of the ball. You know, he's going to want a ton of money. Are the Bengals going to give him? As you said, they're they're relatively cheap organization. And especially, especially, you know, cheap or not, they're going to have to pay Joe Burrow. They're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. They're going to have to pay T. Higgins. Those are three guys they're going to have to pay eventually. Do you really want to give up that much money to Jesse Bates? You know, he's a great player. However, you drafted his potential replacement in Daxton Hill. You know, that may be like a, a sign down the line. That's what I think. You know, it's going to be really interesting. We could be seeing a Jesse Bates trade, as you said, I mean, sooner rather than later. But yeah, Derwin James extended. You know, the Chargers get their star safety back. We'll see how that turns out. That plays out for Los Angeles. In other news, we got Kenneth Walker, who underwent surgery to repair a hernia. He's expected to make a full recovery and be available come week one. Speaking of surgery, Zach Wilson has also undergone surgery. It was deemed successful. And that is, you know, wonderful news, especially after the scare we had following the Zach Wilson injury. Mikai Becton, he is also in line to perform surgery as well on his, I I forgot what it was exactly. It was like a right knee injury. Don't know the exact, you know, situation on that. However, he's expected to perform surgery relatively soon. He's expected to make a full recovery. But those are a few injury updates. We got a trade. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Seattle Seahawks have made a major mind-blowing deal. (laughs) The Eagles receive defensive back Ugo Amadi. The Seahawks receive JJRK a white side. Just want to point out, it's kind of ironic that JJRK Whiteside and DK Metcalf ended up on the same team. I just found that funny. I don't know what you think. I mean, it's just, you know, a full circle moment. You know, the Eagles, that's a bummer, man. You could have had DK Metcalf and yeah, whatever, man. But yeah, that that was a trade that happened. I know mind-boggling news, you know, really caught many by surprise. (laughs) Let's move on, though. The Broncos, they have signed linebacker Joe Schobert. He was with the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, did not have a relatively strong season, you know, an opportunity to bounce back with Denver in a relatively good defense, you know, a good veteran option for a team that is looking to compete in the NFC, in the, in the AFC, not NFC. Well, I don't know what's going on with me. And then finally, the Tennessee Titans have claimed defensive back Lonnie Johnson off waivers. You know, maybe it may seem like minor news or he may see, he may be a solid player in that Tennessee defense. But that is it for around the NFL segment. That is it. You know, it was a relatively, you know, besides the Derwin James and Sean Watson, it was a relatively small week news-wise. Let's move on to the next segment. Let's give our thoughts on preseason. Preseason week two, we've had a few games going on. The Bears and Seahawks, the Bears, you know, they kind of blew them out. And there's not much to talk about there. But, you know, let's talk about what to watch for, though. Let's give it – let's talk about the QB battles. I want to get your thoughts on this, I mean – Drew Locke was in line to start originally on Thursday. However, he was placed on the COVID list. He is still in line to start week three. Does that impact him being able to start week one with Seattle? I didn't think he was going to start week one anyways. I, I just think they wanted to like kind of give each guy a chance to showcase their abilities like for a full with the full unit and all that. So okay. I don't think he was going to start anyways, but this just more than likely pushes him back, if anything. I really, I was actually on the under the like fact that 
he was going to start week one, you know, with all like, oh, oh he's he's outperforming Geno Smith in training camp with all the reports coming out. And then, you know, right after those reports come out, it was he was stated that he, he was in line to start week week two of preseason. It's like the like the puzzles, you know, were coming together. The puzzle pieces were coming together and it started to seem like true luck was starting to get a handle a grip on that QB one spot in Seattle. That was just me. That's the way it looked at with me. This COVID thing really does kind of send him back a little, you know. He was on such a like, you know, high with all like the days he was stacking up and, you know, the good days he was stacking up. And now, you know, d- depending on, I mean, it was stated by Pete Carroll that he was really sick coming off COVID nineteen. So, how does that affect him for the next up for the next week? Does that bring him back more? It's just, you know, I really feel for Drew Lock because it started to seem like he was gaining confidence, and you know, him starting was gaining ahead of steam, and it was sadly brought down due to him being placed on the COVID list. We'll see how that situation, you know, matches out. As of now, I feel like Geno Smith has the edge due to the situations that have unfolded the past few days. Out in Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett has been has been given the second-team reps, and he will be getting the second-team reps out in Jacksonville when they go into Jacksonville versus the Jaguars. You know, this is coming off a impressive performance week one. I mean, I wanted to get your thoughts on Kenny Pickett's performance. You know, what are your thoughts on Kenny Pickett? I, I like Pickett coming out of the draft, man, and – I just want one of these QBs to succeed because this was such like a lowly rated class even going into the draft and obviously after the draft with their results. So it's interesting. He's already taken over, become the second QB in line. And I think some point in the season, he's going to start for the Steelers sooner well, rather than mean, I, I wouldn't mind if one of those QBs are Kenny Pickett. I mean, you know, you know, for sure. I would, I would not mind that at all. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, that's what I'm talking about. I think he's going to be. Yeah. The one. I really hope he's the one. But yeah, you know, Kenny Pickett, you know, slowly climbing up the ranks. We'll see how that unfolds as preseason moves along. And then other QB battles, we got Carolina. I feel like that's Baker Mayfield's job to lose. I don't know what you think. I mean, that's just, I feel like the more and more time goes by, I think Baker Mayfield starts that. But yeah, other than that, you know, the Falcons, do you deem that a QB battle? Desmond Ritter, I know you're kind of, you know, kind of scarred from week one. Desmond Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> he won a preseason, man. This guy showed out. I played to him. He did. He did. And, you know, does that change anything? Or is Marcus Mariota still starting? I still think it's Mariota, though. But maybe. Maybe they want to see what they got in him. Because Mariota's not really a long-term option for them. I think even they know that. So, yeah, you know, maybe, like, once they're eliminated from playoffs or something like that, which kind of expected to be early. Yeah. Months, but... <laughs> Maybe they, they can get him some reps. So No, yeah. I definitely feel like Desmond Ritter will start this year. It's just a matter of when, not if, for me personally. I just don't see how Marks Mariota succeeds in that in that offense. Drake London miss it, potentially missing. To, I mean, I don't know. He's potentially missing, uh, you know, the first couple weeks. Uh, it's, they're saying he's good, but, you know, you never know. And then there's just no one else on that offense besides Kyle Pitts. I really don't see how Marks Mariota can succeed. It's just not lined up perfectly for him. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, there's really nothing much. You know, there's the fights going on in joint practices. You know, that's kind of fun to watch, um, depending on what side you're on. I feel like, you know, the Carolina and New England, they're fighting every day. Uh, um, what other fights happen? You should not be involved in any fighting. I, yeah, yeah. Every bone. Exactly. Ligament in the body, bro. <laughs> like, on Carolina, it's like, yo, settle down, man. Yeah. So, what, there was Carolina and New England, Lions and Colts. I can't wait to watch Hard Knocks on that, on like that fight. That's yeah. going to be fun. They've gotten real trippy out in Indianapolis. Um, I feel like I'm missing a fight. 
Uh, there Packers. is one, but I forgot which teams are. Yeah, all I know, there's like a ton of fights. It's kind of like, you know, kind of raises the question is like, are joint practices worth it? Cam Hayward seems to disagree. I've seen a few players disagree with, you know, joint practices. What were your thoughts? Do you think they should continue it? Is it good for the NFL? You know, what what are your thoughts? Obviously, fighting like fighting like that, where you know fans and stuff like that are getting involved, is not good. But this is what happens during the season. They're going to eventually verse. There's going to be bad blood. So I guess it's better to learn from it throughout the training camp and learn how to deal with it. So I just don't find the purpose behind it. You know, they already have preseason games. It's like you're already versing preseason. What's the point of practicing together? I just don't see why they they have these joint practices. I think they're pointless. Well, you know, it's that's helpful just for like rookie coaches, you know, so like they see like, oh, how other coaches are doing things. No, that's different. You don't, if it's, you don't you want know, to help the, if you're the other coach, but at the same time, it's good yeah. For I mean, if it's a rookie coach and like they agree, you know, that's fine. I I'm fine with that. But if it's just like two teams, you know, two veteran coaches, I don't see the point of that at all. But that's just me personally. Um, you know, that's just my opinion on that. Other than that, there's really not much to watch out for. You know, roster cuts are coming up. That's really it. Whatever. Let's move into the main segment. I kind of took too long on that, kind of pushed along too much. Let's move into the main segment, you know, NFC superlatives. I don't feel like I'm much, um, you know, messing up that word, but, you know, we move. Let's start off with, let's start off with the NFC East. If you are not familiar with this, we go, it's like a mini preview, except we do it a bit differently. We go over best team, worst team, give the breakout player, best offensive player, best defensive player, best rookie. And let me clarify this. Best coach of this season, you know, based on how I think they'll perform. I just feel like I didn't clarify that last episode. Check that out, by the way, if you want to see the AFC version of this. However, the way it will go, I will give my list. I mean, we'll give his list, and then we will explain our differences and picks. Because I feel like we'll have some we'll have uh, some similarities, and then the ones that are different, we'll explain our sides on those. You ready, Amin? Yes, sir. Want to start us off with NFC East? All right, I got you. So, best so, team... Give me Philadelphia Eagles. I like the changes that they've made throughout their roster offensively and defensively. So, Did you know what I said? What's up? List it off, and then we'll explain. Oh, oh, oh. All right, all right, all right. Oh, God, man. Okay, best team, Eagles. Worst team, Giants. Breakout player, TJ Edwards. I'll explain that more. Philadelphia Eagles linebacker. Best offensive player, A.J. Brown. Best defensive player, Micah Parsons. Duh. Best rookie, I went Jordan Davis here. And then best coach, Nick Sirianni. So I got some similarities. You know, best team, Eagles, worst team, Giants. Breakout player, give me Danny Dimes. I am going with him. I will explain that. <laughs> I am so excited. You, you already know how I am on Danny Dimes this year. Yeah. I've been high on him on the previous years. I'll explain more on that. Best offensive player, A.J. Brown. Best defensive player, Micah Parsons. Yes, Best sir. rookie, you went with Jordan Davis. However, I had another guy. I was going to go with Jordan Davis, but just for the sake of it, Wandell Robinson. Like and then best yeah. coach, Nick Sirianni. So we had a few similarities. We had a few differences. Let's start off with breakout player, TJ Edwards. I mean, let's hear it. I reached in the bag for this one, but I, I was looking at what teams were saying in training camp about one another, and I heard like a lot of the Eagles defensive players saying, oh, TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, the other linebacker, have really stepped up, so – I went with the lesser known name. They're both pretty unknown, but I want the lesser known name here, TJ Edwards, to step up for them. So, yeah, reached in the bag here. You think you reached in the bag? I went with the boy. Oh shoot! I'm just whacked out. <laughs> I just found out. I just found out the man underwent neck surgery. 
Oh, this Who? is earlier in the offseason. Okay. No, it's still giving me Danny Dimes. You know, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, the reason why, you know, people are probably, like, wondering, like, the man sucks. That may be true. However, <laughs> however, I feel like he bounces. <laughs> I feel like he bounces back this year. One, he has better weapons. You know, Kenny Galladay, as much as like you know, he's not even trying in training camp. I don't know if you see those videos. He has a healthy Kenny yeah. Galladay this year. He has a healthy Kadarius Tony, a healthy Saquon Barkley, a healthy Wondell, or not a healthy, you know, a, a new weapon in Wondell Robinson. He has weapons. He has he has an offensive play caller. He has a good coach for once. Think about that, man. I feel like Daniel Jones, you know, we've seen the, you know, the way Brian De- uh, Debo, Debo, whatever, developed developed mm-hmm. Josh Allen from, like, you know, a quarterback that's not accurate, you know, who had all the, like, potential in the world. Not saying Daniel Jones has the potential like Josh Allen. However, Daniel Jones was drafted top 10 for a reason. The potential is there. He has a skill set. He just needs a guy to help develop him. I feel like Brian Dable will be that guy and Daniel Jones will break onto the scene and be a breakout player in this division. That's my guy, Danny Dimes. I'm a ride or die by that guy. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me break this down. So you had Giants as your worst team, but you have Danny Dimes breaking oh, out. That defense, that defense is atrocious. Them. The defense is atrocious. Defense has some pieces. They got nah. some linemen. They got somebody. No, no. stop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's somebody, man. Daniel Jones <laughs> is going to – I you feel like he's going to – the defense is the reason they fail. Oh, yeah. Giants, okay. You know – who do they have? You got Delvin Tomlinson and a bunch of friends. Even Leonard I'm Williams. He's in Minnesota now. Or no, yeah, Leonard, Leonard Williams and a bunch of, and just a bunch of you know you know Dexter Lawrence and friends. Avon. That's a good D line. That's a rookie man. I'm Avon, I'm, I'm not. If you want to say Kayvon, you can say Kayvon. Kayvon. You know, I'll I'll give you that. Name their linebackers and corners and safeties. You know, McKinney. Yeah, McKinney. Uh, who's cornerback? I, I feel like I should know this, but I don't know. Point, point proven. Anyways, just because he's breaking out doesn't mean, you know, they're going to be the best team. You know, they can still have a solid offense. He can have a great season. Yeah. yeah you know, too. I like him. Aziz Ojolari. But, yeah, I get your point. I get your point. You get my point here. <laughs> the defense besides their defensive line. Happy? Besides the F on seven. Yes, yeah. there we go. Anyways, I feel like, you know, regardless, you can break out and they still, like, you know, that division, you got the Cowboys, you got the Eagles, you got, you know, you can argue Washington will be the worst team. It really, I really don't know. It's yeah. really either way. However, that is my breakout player instead to like not trying to go on a tangent. That's my guy. I am a writer. I'm going to ride or die. We can come back to this tape. You will, you can come back to this. I am living on the Danny Dimes. Over track. under 10 fumbles for this guy. Under That's bro, funny. what you mean? Over under, <laughs> over under fifty touchdowns. Give me the over, man. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. <laughs> no, he's gonna have a solid season, bro. Keep an all eye right, out for Danny right, Dimes. Right. Best offensive player and best defensive player were fairly straightforward. AJ Brown, Mike Parsons. I feel yeah. like we shouldn't like go much into that. Yeah, that's yeah. fairly straightforward. Best rookie. You know, I agree with you in your Jordan Davis take. Let me hear. It. All right, so I was deciding Jordan Davis or Kayvon Thibodeau, and I was like. Okay, I think Eagles are going to be a playoff team. I think they got more weapons, especially defensively. And I think Jordan Davis will – he's going to be a force whether he's cycling in with Fletcher Cox and everybody else or whoever, and I just think that's yeah. going to be a tough tough matchup for those O-linemen in the division. Oh, yeah. Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, that's going to be <laughs> – good luck running up against them. But, yeah. you know, I just, I was deciding between Jordan Davis and Wanda Robinson. I'm going to go with Wanda Robinson, you know. 
we've seen um, all the stuff coming out in camp. You know, he's people deemed him as the best player by far in that in that training camp. And, you know, for good reason. He's an explosive player with the ball in his hands. And considering Sterling Shepard is bound to miss a few games, Wendell Robinson will step up and whatever is remaining from Kenny Galde's corpse, you know, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything except Danny Dunge is gonna be carrying him, of course. You know, Wendell Robinson, just give the ball in his hands and watch him do his magic. And I feel like he's really going to break down and burst out into the scene and really perform for that New York Giants offense. I respect I respect it. I liked Wendell a lot coming out of college, just his shifting. You were a big fan of him, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were a big fan I of him. I see him from for sure. All right, I appreciate that. And then best head coach, Nick Sirianni. Mike McCarthy sucks. Um, Brian Dable, I'm, I'm proven. And then Ron Rivera, you know, he should have been off in just their team. I feel like they're going to be like yeah. middle of the pack, lower than that's that. So I couldn't put so, it in one. So that's why we went Nick Sirianni. We both had the same thought process behind it. All right. The moment I've been waiting for, the <laughs> NFC North. I am so excited to hear this. Let's see. I mean, Mr. Lions, Homer himself, who is your best team? Best let's team see. Lions. And I'm done. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. Best team. Green Bay Packers right now. Oh, I'm just the Lions again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear this. Best team Packers. Worst team, worst team Bears. We're not the worst team. I don't care what anybody says. Bears is the worst team. Breakout player. I kind of went – it's not really a breakout, but it's most improved because he's kind of been slumping and injuries and all that. But, of course, has to stick with the Lions. I went with DJ Chark here. I'll explain that more later. Best offensive player, Rodgers. Best defensive player. <laughs> Unfortunately, best rookie. We're, we're happy again. Aiden Wait, who'd you say for best defensive player? Jair Alexander. I just want to hear you say it yeah. again. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, best rookie, Hutchinson. But also, I, I put a note in here. Shout out Malcolm Rodriguez, Rodrigo from Hard Knocks. Oh, okay. Blame that too. And then best coach, Matt LaFleur. Third. <laughs> Is it Matt or Mike? No, Mike is the his brother with the Jets. Oh, I think. So he's the better guy. Yeah, he's the, the better brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's but kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> we have we have the same exact one except breakout player. So best team Packers, worst team Bears. Nope. Breakout player, DeAndre Swift. Best nope. offensive player, Aaron Rodgers. Best defensive player, Jair Alexander. Best rookie, Aiden Hutchinson. And then the best coach, LaFleur. Sure. Um so let's, you know, Packers, that's fairly straightforward until the team dethrones them, you know, until proven otherwise they are the best team. The I Bears, I agree. <laughs> we'll see. But the Bears, I agree with you, man. They have yes, no sir. offense. They lost, you know, one of their best players, if not the best player on defense in Khalil Mack. They mm-hmm. lost their top corner. Um, or they already lost their top corner a while ago. But anyways, they have no one on that team. And I, I'm sticking by – I think they're going to be the number. They're going to have the number one pick come next season. Uh, look, they were a six-win team, and they've lost Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, and Allen Robinson in one season. And they have a new head coach and all that head coach and GM. Well, so. I'm not. I'm not really that like high on you know. Eberflus, yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm, I really think they should have went with the offensive. I, I feel like they should have went with the offensive-minded head coach <clears throat> Eric Bieniemy. You know yeah. that should have been the obvious pick. However. You know, for reasons, you know, we're not going to go over. He was not given the job. And Matt Eberflus, who, don't get me wrong, may be a solid coach, but, you know, I don't like the fit. I really don't like the fit in Chicago. You had a a great – you had, like, you know, a great 
defense and that really didn't mean much and then you brought in a, I don't know it's just me personally maybe it they just gives, like it gives Vic Fangio vibes like a good head coach great defensive coordinator yeah former Bears defensive coordinator too but he just not the, not great head coach pit, they need an offensive guy and it won't lead them anywhere that's not great not great head coach though you know you kind of said that yeah and not great as head coach exactly yeah. great coordinator not great that's actually coach. a really good comparison but yeah fairly fairly straightforward i really feel like the bears are going to be in contention for that number one pick and for obvious reasons unless justin fields has like the season of his life and you know carries them to a solid six wins yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy man that may that really might be their ceiling like six wins and that's like best case scenario what they won last year with all the injuries yeah. and that's best case scenario man but yeah Breakout player. We had different players, you know, relatively, you know, same team though. However, I went DeAndre Swift because I'm I'm buying I'm I'm hopping on that hype train. I really think he's gonna be a top performing running back next year. He's gonna break into that top ten list. And he's you know, I feel like he can be a dual threat running back, you know, Elvin Kamara type, a thousand yeah, a thousand yard rusher and a thousand yard receiver. He showed that he displayed that skills. No, yeah, and I he I feel like he has the skill set and the ability to back up that talk and actually do that. If he stays healthy, he can be amongst the top running backs in the game. That's me personally. personally. Yeah, he said Deuce Staley is running back coach. He's pretty famous on hard knocks now. He's been saying oh, yeah. that's all for him. Thousand yard rushers, thousand yard receivers. So as and long I as think he's he healthy, can do that. I think he's I think he's close to that level. I, honestly, and he's gonna be really and, and he's gonna be the focal point of that offense. I forgot to oh, for sure, that out. For sure. He's gonna be yeah. the focal point as it's just the it's just a matter of is he gonna stay healthy or not. Yeah, a hundred percent. Let's hear uh-huh. your DJ Chark. Why, no, I want DJ, DJ Chark, Chark here because, yeah, so Chark is another guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's on a one-year prove-it deal with the Lions, so it doesn't seem like he's part of the future, but I think he could make that case with Jamison Williams being out the first, at least first, first month of the season, they're saying. I think he has a similar role, and he's been looking as the best, best receiver in training camp. That's what they've been saying, that him and Jared Goff have had this great connection, especially downfield, so the Lions are looking to attack downfield more, and when they're not throwing a Swift or giving Swift the ball, I think Chark's going to be one of the top guys for the offense. I think he could be a thousand-yard receiver if healthy. No, that's another that's another key point. It's like with these guys, it's just health is a big reason if they're healthy. That's what the whole thing. Among, amongst like you know they were they were really good when healthy. They're really good when healthy. DJ Chark with Jacksonville, DeAndre Swift. You know, early on in the season last year, he was yeah, it was year. really good. They were both performing well. So those are really two solid picks. Best offensive player, Aaron Rodgers, the man's back-to-back MVP. You really, until proven otherwise, he is probably the best QB in the NFL right now. You know, you can say Mahomes. However, Aaron Rodgers is more proven, more accurate QB, and more consistent QB. Best defensive player, Jair Alexander. That's the obvious pick. All-pro corner. He's better than Jalen. I am going to stick by that. I mean, not, but he is better than Jalen Ramsey. He He is is the best corner in the game. One year wonder, but all right. Okay, when Jalen Ramsey keeps getting torched, you know, let me know when that stops happening. When Jay- anyways, you know, anyways. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Get well soon. Get well yeah, soon. don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with you, man. There's really something wrong with you. Anyways, best rookie, Aiden Hutchinson. I went with the Michigan man. You went with the Michigan man. This is. You know, for, he's the number two overall pick. He has high expectations, and yeah, I expect him to live up to those expectations. Yeah. You know, I feel like he performs well this year and really lifts out the Detroit Lions defense from amongst the league's basement. And then best coach, Matt LaFleur, you know, 
he is one of the brightest minds. You know, he's probably one of the best. Um, he is one of the best offensive play callers in the game. Behind, he's probably behind Andy Reid, and I think it's he's number two. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. I don't know. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I think I might go Malafort. Wow, I'm, I might I'd go McVay over him for sure. I I'd go Malafort. Think, I mean. But I do McVay. think LaFleur does this season without Devontae. It'll show a lot if they, if the offensive That's drop. fair. But look where Aaron Rodgers went with LaFleur as a head coach. That's true. He did take that. He took like Think a, about it. He took like a team that was, you know, a 10-win team, barely winning, barely winning the division, to like back-to-back number one seeds. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Whereas McVay kind of needed Stafford. Hey, hey. A boy, you know, you're not mad at that, but like that's why. Personally, personally, I'd go Matt Lafleur. He doesn't have the Super Bowl success that McVay had last year. However, I feel like Lafleur is the better coach overall. If you get what I mean, is with McVay, what he does for like, like look what he did for Cooper Cup. The way the season that he was able to create for him, I know that's a lot, Stafford, but I think McVay scheming helps with that. Also, run game. They've never had really any like crazy, crazy threats, but. When Akers and Henderson, all of them were healthy, they were the number one rushing offense. So that was the year before Stafford. So oh, you want a test you want to talk you want to talk about run games? Look what you know, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. He's but, doing thought, that. but look at them; they're like talent, super talented guys. Like they've had like a committee there in Los Angeles. Like they haven't I mean, had any certified. AJ Dillon was what third round pick. Aaron Jones was I a fifth round pick. Yeah, but they Aaron Jones is super but, talented dudes. I mean. I'm Not trying to remember, like how, I'm, I'm trying right now. I'm trying to remember. Aaron Jones was it, you know, thought of as once the top running back before the floor was there. I know he, he so broke out like, when. Yeah, I'm just so like I think Matt Floor has, you know, they have a better passing offense. They have a better rushing offense. So it's like, and no matter who's like, you've seen all the injuries they had in O line. That offense still hasn't fallen off. Yeah, I guess. And but... I feel like there are more games where McVay gets out coached, whereas LaFleur, that doesn't really happen as much with him. So you kind of get my argument here? There are games where McVay just completely gets out coached, and it's just. It like... happens. I get it, but. That's that's I, I why think, I think, man, I think McVay, LaFleur. McVay's record, getting to the Super Bowl twice and winning it once, I think that. No, that's, see, there are totally arguments him. on both sides. There the are arguments on both sides. Wait, hold on. Look at the team before he got there. They're the worst offense. Or the worst offense, whatever, and then they got to first offense. They hear they no, no. Like... don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not saying he's a bad. I, I think he's no, behind I, I the floor. He's he, top three is really good and like out of thirty two. I know. However, I just think Lafleur is a more you know consistent you know better overall head coach and better offensive minded guy than oh, fair enough than McVay. That's just me, but you know we move though. All right, <laughs> next division, NFC South. This one sucked. I hated doing this <laughs> by far. It was really bad. But let's let's get All into right. it. Best team, fairly obvious, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Worst team, Carolina Panthers. Breakout player, Kyle Pitts. Best mm-hmm. offensive player, Mike Evans. Wait, wait. Worst team, wow. Falcons. That's yeah. I'm, it's I messed up on that. Worst wait, team, Falcons. Say worst team? I oh, said okay. Panthers. It's Falcons. Oh. Yeah, okay. Worst team Falcons, breakout player Kyle Pitts, best offensive player. I was debating between two, but I'm going to go with the, you know, assuming he's healthy, CMC. Best defensive player, AJ Terrell. Best rookie, Drake London. And best head coach, this one really was bad, but I'm going to go with Todd Bowles. Okay. 
So best team, Tampa Bay. Worst team, I actually did stick with Carolina here because I'm thinking about the culture of two, the, of both teams, and I think Carolina's culture now, Matt Rule, I think that is not where it needs to be, and I think he's probably going to be fired after the season. So I don't know about that team for the future or for this season, rather, and I think they could be fourth in division. Uh, breakout player, I went with a, another kind of sleeperish guy, Michael Walker. It's like M-Y-K-H-A-L, Michael Walker for the Atlanta Falcons. He's a linebacker. And he said to be doing really good, it could push Deion Jones out of town. That's what I've been hearing. Wow. Best offensive player, give me Tom Brady. I think you're just being a hater right now. <laughs> give me Tom Brady until anything else is proven. Then yeah, you know what they say, good. best availability best availability is our best ability is availability. Let me exactly. know when he shows up. You're gonna CMC. <laughs> well, yeah, at least he's at training camp at man. three games. Make fun of injury again. Make fun of injuries again. Uh, I, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm not making that's fun of injury. I just said, yeah, no, 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 that's no. A fact. Yeah, at least he's at training camp right now. He's fighting. What's Tom Brady doing? Probably gonna retire soon. Okay, Tom Brady, best offensive player, best defensive player, AJ Terrell. We, we're not talking enough about the season that that guy had. That was, oh, yeah, whew. by far, that was like the one best of the best corners last year. Though, he had the best cornerback season, and I think he had he's close to Jair with the argument that you make about Jair, how he's the best cornerback. AJ Terrell had that. Oh, kind he's of, not close to. He he's not close to Jalen. No, he is close. Uh, oh yeah, that's one too. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, like it, the same argument comes with AJ Terrell that you make for Jair. Anyways, that's fair. Best rookie Drake London, and then best coach I went with Todd Bowles too because he's more proven and he's being set up better. So, boy, oh boy, we have a few arguments with this one. We do worst team. You know, I I agree your Panthers one. However, I feel like they're they have too much talent for them to be the worst team in this division. You go through their offense. You got CMC. You got DJ Moore. You got Robbie Anderson. You got Terrace Marshall. Solid receiving core. Solid weapons. Defensive side of the ball. You got Brian Burns. You got um, Derek Brown. You got JC Horn. You got um, CJ Henderson. Um, I'm trying to remember that safety name. Jeremy um, Chin. Jeremy Chin. You got talent on both sides of the ball. You look at the Atlanta Falcons. Besides Drake London and you know Cordero Patterson. What do they have? And Coppets, sorry. And Coppets. Yeah. And AJ Terrell on both sides of the ball. And what are they at? It. But okay. I, get, I get it. They're not. Talent, talent level wise, who has more talent, Panthers or Falcons? I'd probably give Panthers edge, but my argument doesn't say talent wise. It's no, no. I get yeah. I get your argument. That, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying why I think the Falcons will be the worst team. I feel like regardless of all the turmoil, I feel like the Panthers have enough talent to at least win five or six games. Whereas the Falcons, I don't think they can win five or six games. Mm-hmm. They have too much question marks around that offensive line. QB plays. You know, I'm not really convinced on the QB I play. Mean, line, you can make the same thing for Panthers, but. And QB play too. Like, they got you know, they at least they at least got solid guys along the they got Icom, they got um Brady Christensen, Tyler Moten. Taylor Mo- yeah, yeah. Taylor Moten. Yeah. It's like I'm telling Girl, you, like like Brady and Icom are still young rookie second year guys, so you don't know what you have in them yet. I don't know. And just, some upgraded guys. Like but not proven though. Gary, they're no, they had solid years last year. No, no, I'm saying like the other guys. Um, I don't know. It it can really go both ways. I just feel like Panthers just have more, more talent on both sides of the ball, and their defense is 100 percent better. 
It's by far defense. there's yeah, yeah. Atlanta there's I don't, is a whack defense. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no like way you know how you win in the NFL with defense. And I feel like Panthers, their defense will really keep them in a ton of games. It's just a matter of Baker Mayfield. Will he be <laughs> will he be yeah, we'll not get into that, but yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. But yeah, that's why I went with Atlanta. You know, I was thinking Carolina, but I just couldn't with Atlanta Atlanta's team. It's just I'm really not convinced with that. Breakout player, Kyle Pitts. I went with him because the man could easily be the number one tight end after this year. I'm, I'm fairly confident in saying that. He could be, yeah. I'm, I'm he has – he was – you know, people are saying, oh, he, he struggled last year. The man had a 1,000-yard season. The man was 20 years old, and he's going into his second season playing a position that's, you know, you know it's, it takes a while for people to develop in. The man's an athletic freak, hot, longest wingspan in NFL history or something like that. Give yeah. me all of like, give me all the like the stock on Kyle Pitts' breakout season this year. I am, and he had he had one touchdown last year. You really think that's going to happen with his frame? Exactly. That, oh. I'm fairly confident. And besides, bro, besides Drake London, there's no one else. The man's going to be a wide receiver one there. Yeah, <laughs> give me the yeah. Kyle Pitts. I'm <laughs> buying Kyle Pitts stock, bro. The man's going to break out this year in a big way. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm 100 with that. You went with Michael Walker. That was an interesting one. What was <laughs> your reasoning behind it? Because I've again I've been reading yeah, you... like the training camp stuff like that, and they said he's been doing really good there. And Deion Jones also has struggled; his play has slowly declined, and he's getting older, might be on the way out. So I think he steps up, takes a bigger role in Atlanta. We've been talking about it; their defense is whacked out, so they need as many guys as possible to step up. And I think he could be one of them. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a really interesting one. That's more of a sleeper pick. I really like that one. Yes, sir. All right, best offensive player. I'm gonna be honest with you. Did I forget Tom Brady? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. But you know why? I, you know why I forgot about him? Because he wasn't showing up in training camp. I was looking at players that were available, so I went with CMC. I was debating between him or Mike Evans. However, Mike Evans has a hamstring injury. The man always has a hamstring injury. CMC has an injury too. But you know, Shocker. better of the better of the two injury people, CMC. CMC is going to be healthy this year. He's going to be the best offensive player. Tom Brady's falling off this year. I feel that coming. Okay, and you've said this for the last ten years, and that hasn't happened. So. Give me Tom Brady, Mr. Consistency. More, he's got everything like around him years. still. You like to say he's got the perfect system around him, and he's true. He really does. So I don't but see no, seriously though. there, and he's going to lead Serious. the Bucks to the best spot in the division once again. I don't I don't think Tom Brady has a good season this year. I really don't see it. The man is like flirted with retirement. So is his mind going to fully be there? Yeah, but last year he was still what, like a 5,000-yard passer? Yeah, and now he doesn't have A.B. or Robinkowski. Yeah, but he still has, and like he won't have like Chris Godwin for Godwin, the, he won't have Godwin for like the beginning of the year. Julio Jones for what two games? He's really <laughs> going to get tested this year. I'm telling you, <laughs> there's a year. He's, I'm gonna be right with this. It's this year. I don't think Tom Brady has a good season this year. Like sure, what might be like a bad season for Brady. Like what do you think in like approximately stat line? I never really thought about this, but um, if I were to say a bad year, yeah. For his standards, like high three thousands, low four thousands. Wow, high three thousands for Brady. Okay, that's like a bad year. That is a bad year for Brady. Yeah, I do agree with you on that. And um, I don't know. I've I don't know. It's gonna be really interesting. And then Ryan Jensen's another guy. You know, losing out on that offensive yeah, line. No, the question. The whole offensive, interior of the whole line from Super Bowl year is gone. Yeah, Jensen, that's another Marpet so it's, and. So it's yeah. like I don't think Tom Brady has that good of a season this year, but you know, 
<laughs> we'll see. Uh, I, I still think he's chilling. Watch him come to Pittsburgh and absolutely dot us up just because I said this. <laughs> just because said I exactly said this. Come. And he's going to come absolutely torch us just because. And he's done that year after year. Stupid. That's what he does every year. That's why – I don't know why you keep doubting him. Because this is the year he doesn't have the weapons, man. If if the oh, man, man stop, put it this stop, way, stop, if he does, if again. he has a top ten season this year, then I'll be you know convinced on Brady. You know, of course. Right. <laughs> I just hate Brady, man. I <laughs> could he stay retired, man. <laughs> I could have stayed retired. I hate him with all my heart. Anyways, let's move on. Best defensive yeah. player, AJ Terrell. You kind of. Pointed yeah. this out. He had the best cornerback season last year, statistically. Oh, and you want to look at it, the stats back it up. He was by far an amazing player last year. And um, he, as you said, you can argue he's a top corner in the league. And, you know, if he continues that for this year, I won't be surprised if he's amongst the Jalen and Jair conversations. Yep. Look at the best receiver re- person too last year, Mike Evans, Godwin, DJ Moore. He's he's doing it against twice the a year. Twice, twice a year. A year. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, he, he's done it against proven competition and he's stepped in week in and week out in a really bad Falcons defense. He's really, yeah. you know, as they say, he's locked up half the field. It's just the Falcons can't lock up the other half. Mm-hmm. Anyways, best rookie, we're sticking with Atlanta, Drake London. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. the writing's on the wall. He's going to get a ton of targets. Him and Pitts Dude. is going to be so nice. That's why yes. I don't think they're the worst team. Just just because really? that's like I feel like Panthers just have the – Better weapons? I don't know, but that's for it's a different argument. If they stay healthy, we'll both of them. That's that's. I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of curious to see what you have for the records come the prediction episode, which I is going to come out like a week oh, before they'll the be season. Close. They'll both be close. I went ahead. Keep, and an, keep an eye out for that. That's going to be a big episode. I'm planning. You know, we'll see how that turns out. Mm-hmm. And then best coach Todd Bowles. This is just picking the best out of the worst. I mean, it's really slim pickings here. Where are you going to go, Matt Rule? Nah, <laughs> man's going to be gone. Um, Dennis <laughs> Allen. No, Dennis Allen could be, but he hasn't coached since what Vegas, I think, or when they were the Oakland Raiders. I think that's the last time he was a head yeah, coach. Yeah, and he, we know how that ended. You know, Todd Bowles, yeah. we know how that ended, but at least he had some sort of success with New York. Yeah, it's really just yeah, it's slim pickings. So we went with Todd Bowles. <laughs> Forgive us those that was boring one, but yeah, <laughs> NFC South turned out to be a really interesting, debatable one. The Brady one, I hate Brady. Anyways, <laughs> NFC West. No, but seriously, though, Tom Brady, he's, he should have a good season, you know, non-bias aside. Oh, I honestly forgot about him. Yeah. <sighs> let's 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 not go like, oh, you know, so, but I, I do feel like he, like, falls off a bit this year. All right, we'll see. <laughs> Please, man, just one year, <laughs> let me be right. <laughs> Anyways, next division, NFC West. Best team, Los Angeles Rams. Worst team, Seattle Seahawks. Breakout player, Trey Lance. Best offensive player, Cooper Cup. Best defensive player, Aaron Donald. Best rookie, Kenneth Walker. Best coach, Sean McVay. I mean? All right, so let's see. I had a different breakout player and a different rookie. So breakout player, I went with – I was choosing between Rondell Moore and Brandon Ayuk, but I decided I'll take Rondell Moore here since he did a 49ers player and – yeah, so I did Rondell Moore, and then best rookie, I did a guy who you said would be a year-one contributor last episode I was on with you, and that's Drake Jackson for the 49ers. I wanted to go with, like, a different guy, you know, just give my opinions on other guys, but that's a really good one as well. Best team, Los Angeles Rams, defending Super Bowl champs, 
49ers didn't do much to improve. Seattle didn't do much to improve. Um, Arizona, they're going to be Arizona, you know, until Cliff Kingsbury and Kyle Murray prove they can be a second-half team. Yeah. I don't see how they can challenge the Rams. With the Rams, though, is I'm concerned about health with them a little bit. If you heard about Stafford, the elbow yeah. injury, and, like, I'm the running backs. This, and Akers, obviously, the run game, so I'm very concerned there. You can say that, however, uh, along with other three teams not adding anything, you got the Rams adding got adding Allen Robinson, Bobby Wagner, um, getting back up, you know, a fully healthy Cam Akers. Hopefully, fully healthy. Yeah, hopefully, fully healthy Cam Akers. So you know they they made significant improvement. Whereas teams like Arizona, they got Marquise Brown, you know, not bad. San Francisco, player, yeah. San Francisco, did they really add much than switch QBs? Mm-hmm. You know, they lost Raheem Mostert. You know, um, Seattle's. You know, I feel like they they lost a ton of a ton of talent in Russell Wilson. So really, it's just it's tough. I feel like this is the Rams' division to lose, and I feel like they're going to be the best team in the mm-hmm. NFC West. Worst team, Seattle, for the reasons we said. They lost Russell Wilson. Their defense is oh, they lost Bobby Wagner as well. Their defense is going to be really susceptible. Their offensive line is atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really and the NFC West is a tough division, so yeah. they're gonna be the worst team. Breakout player. I went with Trey Lance. I feel like he's gonna burst onto the scene in the Kyle Shanahan offense. It's you know, I you remember me, I was high on him last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to watch him in a full time role this year. He has all the potential in the world. And I feel like with a guy like Shanahan developing him in a year into a year of development and not having to play last year, besides like a game or two, I feel like that has done a lot. And remember the last QB that missed the first year? Just saying. Fair enough, fair enough. They got different skill sets, though. However, I want to point that out. However, I just feel like Trey Lance will burst up to the scene, especially in the Kyle Shanahan offense. I like the Trey Lance one because – He's in, yeah, exactly. He's in the perfect scheme, the Kyle, the Kyle Shanahan run scheme. You got the run game already established there, and you got short to in, in, short to intermediate threats like Debo and Ayuk. So, and I George Kittle pop off, and Kittle, of course. Yep. But yeah, yeah. Trey Lance, you went with Rondell Moore. That was oh, a really Rondell good one. Moore, I want to hear your explanation. Yeah, D hops out six games, and they said Rondell Moore is already impressing in camp. So I think he's going to be the slot receiver there, and Kyler Murray. You saw we did it with Christian Kirk last year and led to him being paid. So I think Rondell Moore is a better player than Christian Kirk is, like talent-wise and skill-wise. So he's going to fit in with the air raid offense really well, and they could use him in different ways, whether it be out of the backfield, get sweeps in the short range. And he's very electric, man. I think he's going to go nuts, at least for the first six games of the season, if not oh, yeah. further down. Yeah. You know what's crazy? You could have honestly went Marquise Brown, and that would have been a good pick as well. Yeah. He Marquise Brown. And I can't, bro, Marcus Brown in the air raid offense, that's going to be fun to watch. It is. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. And it's oh, what he did really... with, with Lamar Jackson. And this is an offense that doesn't want to run more. They want to pass more. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. You know, it's going to be, it's the perfect offense for him. Remember him in Oklahoma, he was in a similar type of offense. And yeah, that's the that's... reason why he was drafted for first round. Yep. So for him to be in offense like that, and then if I feel like that's going to help him so much. But, you know, that was another possible player. Brandon Ayuk is another good one. Yeah. There's so many options in the NFC West, but, you know, those are the two players we settled on. Yeah. Best offensive player, Cooper Cup. Triple crown winner. No need to explain that. Yeah. Aaron Donald, best defensive player. Need need I explain more? It's The best defensive player just best in the whole defensive NFL, player of so, all yeah, time, essentially. 
potentially, potentially of all time. He got that ring to back it up. He had yeah. that performance. He really just unbelievable player. Best rookie. I went with Kenneth Walker. You know, we know about the Chris Carson retirement. Rashad Penny is Rashad Penny. The man is already injured. He's not going to get much. And then yeah. Pete Carroll has stated he is confident with Kenneth Walker being a three down back. You know, you add all that up and, you know, look at Kenneth Walker last year and you look at his skill set, everything screams, oh, add in Seattle being a potential run first offense. Everything screams Kenneth Walker being a breakout player this year and step bursting onto the scene as a rookie running back. Yeah, I like that one, but I went with Drake Jackson because I think the Niners are going to be a playoff team. They'll be more of a threat, and that defensive end spot is open. They cut D4 to the start of the year or start of the offseason. Oh, yeah, so that's a good one. I think Nick Bosa, Arik Armstead, then Drake Jackson. You kind of explained that you did explain this a lot in the year one impact episode, but I I do agree with you there. I was really considering him for that one too. So I went with oh, yeah. Uh, Drake Jackson is also – yeah, he's another interesting player. I kind of gave my thoughts on that in the year one impact episode. Check yep. that out, by the way. I mean, it's had, I mean, had some, you know, fairly boring takes. I had stop, some fairly stop. good takes. I had takes. the most entertaining and, ones. You go and, check it out. And Matt had, had the, you know, the bold ones. The <laughs> I feel bad. Isaiah, Spl- Isaiah Spiller has like 13, rep, 13 reps right now. I was like, man, rip Matt a stick. Did you see that, that report? No, I think I he's like practicing with the third team. He's like a fourth string guy right now. <laughs> it's like rip, rip my steak, man. But anyways, um, best coach Sean McVay, the men's Super Bowl winner. <laughs> we were explaining it. He's uh, <laughs> he's behind the floor and Andy Reid, but in this division, he's number one. Behind Andy Reid, but okay, okay, whatever you think. I mean, you know, your opinion doesn't matter. Anyways, Cliff Kingsbury, I'm not sold on him. I kind of said that. Pete Carroll, I'm sorry, man, it's past his time. Yep. And then Shanahan. Shanahan? Maybe that's a good one, but McVay has that Super Bowl. Shanahan exactly. doesn't. Yep. And that is they beat him when it mattered most. And so. yep, they beat he beat he beat him when you, which is funny. They were close to beating him, and they were. It yeah. just didn't happen. However, that is that is it for you know our NFC superlatives. Did I say it right? Tell yep. it to me nicely, that's, man. That's that is it for this show. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I mean, thank you for coming on once again. Hopefully you are a more common week to week appearance type of guy. Can't wait. You know, we got a special episode lined up. You want to give people a hint of what we got lined up for next week? No hints. Nope. You just no hints. No hints. No hints. We'll just give them a small hint though. You know, the NFL kind of, kind of started doing it and their thing is really bad. They're really bad at doing it. We just wanted to give our opinion on that. All right. You know, yeah, that's some sort of a hint, <laughs> some sort of a hint, but you know, we'll, we'll see how, we'll see what people think. However, really appreciate you guys listening to this episode if you guys enjoyed it make sure to leave us a good review on apple podcast or spotify wherever you listen to your podcasts on make sure to subscribe as well at laces out follow us on twitter at laces out nfl pod for daily sport takes uh interactive content that is it from my end i really hope you guys enjoyed this episode stay safe stay well and i mean you want to log us off as always deuces we out of here let's go